and welcome to the Moodle Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of the Moodle Podcast. Today I'm really pleased to be having a chat with Chris Joyce. Chris is the Senior Director of Programs at the Louisiana Research Centre for Educators. So firstly, Chris, welcome and thanks for joining me on the Moodle Podcast. Hey, Abby, how's it going? Chris, I'm really looking forward to this chat as I'm extremely impressed that your education institution was able to transform many, many years of traditional classroom delivery into a great online learning program in what I believe was just eight weeks. And you guys train staff and how to use the platform. It's a great story, but before we get into it, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Louisiana Centre for Educators? So LRC is the Louisiana Resource Center for Educators. We've been around since 2003. It was originally founded just as, well, one, like a a resource library uh, for teachers in the area to be able to get books or materials, supplies, math manipulatives, like all the types of stuff that teachers need, but schools don't always have. And then over time, we started doing more professional development. We started our teacher certification program in 2006. So for the last 15 years or so, one of the main things that LRC has done is the work that we're mostly focused on now, which is a you know post-baccalaureate teacher certification program for those in Louisiana. And then I think the the other piece to it is that you know, when, when COVID-19, uh, you know, came through, all of our training in the past had been in person, primarily in the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area. So if you were a teacher within driving distance and felt you could do this every single day over the course of seven weeks during the summer, you would be able to do it. And then when everything went virtual, we had to go virtual too. Mm. So we had, you know, 150 people signed up uh, to come through our teacher training in the, you know, the summer of 2020 and had to make some, some real (laughs) quick decisions and, and build out our, our learning platform in a short amount of time. Wow. That's heavy pressure, Chris. I imagine many institutions found themselves in a similar place when COVID hit. Can you take us through the journey? So we had to make a decision, first of all, like, what is this going to look like? So if we're going uh, back in time, then uh, we're exploring different options for what what this work is going to look like. I mean, there's a couple of different models that we could have gone with. Um, you know, some of the competition does it completely asynchronously where they just assign coursework. People complete their coursework. We give them feedback and you can kind of just like work at your own pace. There's more of a hybrid model, which is what we ended up doing, where they have uh, an asynchronous component of like the pre-work and the post-work. But there's a live session that's done on Zoom with a you know real person sitting here like I am um, teaching that class. And so that's I mean, that's what we, we went with. Uh, one of the things that LRC had always been known for was our ability to build great relationships with people and really have that like one-on-one personal touch. And we felt that if we had gone completely asynchronously, then it wouldn't have had that same type of uh, feel that we were looking for. But this way, we 
we've been able to set up our coursework in a way where a lot of the the background knowledge, the fundamentals to why we do what we do can be taught ahead of time so that by the time that we're uh, in our you know live sessions, we can focus more on the analysis and the rehearsal uh, part of our work and the discussion. And then our practitioners have the opportunity afterwards to then be able to submit their work assignments, uh, whether that's a video or written work and, and be able to get feedback on, on that. One of the things that really drew us to Moodle in the first place was one, just like the, the availability of uh, my learning consultants to be able to support us in getting this like done. We, we did it in 26 days. Like <laughs> we went from a, you know, a program where everything was done in person. And in 26 days, we were able to, you know, set up Moodle for our organization and, and, and roll this out. Now, that was a year and a half ago, and we've learned a lot along the way and refined the model. I'm still learning something new about Moodle every week, really. And so we used basically December through May of this year to refine our curriculum to make it so that with all of the with all of what we've learned that we were able to update our platform to be able to reflect that. And then we were able to execute that version this summer. And the, the ability to, to do this online also led us to be able to include a new cohort of, of teachers that we haven't had before, before people would come Every day for seven weeks in the summer and every day for seven weeks in the, in the fall, no sessions were happening during the day. Well, as you can imagine, if you are wanting to be a teacher and you have a job or other responsibilities, it's really hard to just take off work for that period of time so that you can do this program. So this offered us the flexibility to be able to open up our courses so that we could do them in the evening twice a week uh, throughout the entirety of the school year rather than in these intensive time period. And what's the impact of that, Chris? Oh, we have three times as many people coming through. Yeah, so if we, we had 25 people come through in the fall of 2020, and we have 67 that are coming through right now doing the new network. And then the other major thing that we've been able to do was our special education program, we also offer a an add-on certification. Uh, so if someone is already certified in, in teaching, say, you know, elementary, they want to get that special ed specific certification, we can do just that. And we used to do that every summer, but we we were able to start doing this last spring. So we have a cohort of people that come through in one semester in the evenings and a couple of Saturdays, and they walk out after, you know, five months with their special education degree. And so now we run that spring cohort, a summer cohort, and a fall cohort. And when we used to only be able to support, say, you know, 20 prospective special educators, we're now doing about 75 a year. So big jumps in numbers. Has it delivered you other benefits? As an organization, we pride our, ourselves in, in working towards increasing educational equity across Louisiana. And before 
we could really only have an impact in the area around us. And now because we can support anybody in the state where a lot of the rural parishes or counties, they haven't had access to high quality teacher development before. And now well, now we have that option uh, and are, have been able to increase our cohorts from different places in the state now. And so your student teachers are now using an online platform in their own teacher training. Do you think that has an impact for their students? I mean, once they start teaching in a classroom. Teachers certainly increasingly have, have had to have that in their back pocket. And I think before it might be, you know, a best practice or something that, you know, good teachers would be able to use an online platform themselves to be able to support their their own students. But it wasn't necessarily something that they had to do or even um, were, were, I guess, like strongly encouraged to do. But now, because, I mean, we've seen more more students in schools opt to have a virtual program we've seen schools where just because of covid still they're in and out of quarantine and in this ability to be able to deliver the high quality instruction on online platform is is increasingly a greater part of their job and the fact that our our training both in understanding what from a design perspective this should look like, right? Like, because we, as we design our courses in Moodle, we have our teachers in mind. We want this to be set up in a way that it's very clear to the user exactly what they need to do and how ultimately they, they will be evaluated for it. And then when it comes to our live sessions, they then see us modeling for them what online learning can be. You know, we're half a world apart right now. It really is no different than if I was, you know, talking to someone down the street. And the way in which I would deliver a session right now, you know, displays for them the best way to engage the person on the other side of the camera, no matter where they are. Uh, and, and how to use Moodle and the other uh, technology platforms that we, we use in conjunction with Moodle for, for our practitioners learning experience. Okay, well, let's talk for a little while about the project. I know you worked with Moodle certified service provider MLC, which for our listeners has now become Moodle US. But what came first, Moodle, the platform, or choosing a service provider? We were looking at a variety of different platforms at that time. To, to be totally transparent, I was not a part of the team at that exact moment. I was hired on that summer. I was actually a principal at the time. And, uh, and uh, the person who was in my shoes before was like, Chris, we're, we're leading this, uh, this work uh, online really quickly, and I'll need some extra help. Can you come coach some of my, my people and take up some side hustle work? Well, side hustle became the real job in, in a couple of months. But from my understanding at the time, as we were looking at different platforms, I don't know chicken or egg, which one came first in terms of my learning consultants, but I do know that the main reason why we ended up going with Moodle was also because of the partnership with my learning consultants and the fact that their, 
was not just the platform available and what we liked about the platform, but that there was a team of people that were dedicated to hold our hand through this process as none of us really have that much of a background in, in how to build something like this out. Basically, like there was two, two members of our team, uh, the person who's in my position now and my colleague, uh, Bethany, who is same title, but for operations, um, Michelle walked us through all of the time, every single step along the way with what we were trying to build. Michelle was there to say like, this is, this is how you need to accomplish that. Like, this is the type of learning activity you would do. This is the way in which you need to set up the course so that people would be able to work their way through it. Um, this is the way in which you can keep people on that same path through restrictions and activity completion to really know what that looked like. And so over the course of those two months, both the month leading into our institute and the month of institute was daily, pretty much interaction, getting the courses online and, and, and live. And then there was the component of supporting our adjunct faculty with the way in which they gave feedback, graded, posted their own links, like all of that type of stuff so that not everything had to run through the through the LRCE team that they that we could empower our adjuncts to and our our we had contracted with a bunch of writers at that time too because we had to get all of this work from the in-person live types of sessions online. So that's a big job, taking all that content and transforming it into an online experience. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. And this is also just us learning how to, uh, to take the, the work that we knew was engaging and led to teacher mastery in person and figure out how to do that in the online space. But then I think that like when it was all over, that's when like we were able to get like my learning consultants like did an audit of several of our courses. And just at that point being like, okay, we, we've checked off the box of you all have done this now. Now let's start looking at like the quality of the work. And are you using you know, the platform for all that it, it has to offer? So that was a really great experience just to to go from the almost like the basic version to the like better than basic, not quite advanced, but like the, that, that, that next level to then see, okay, how can we fit our very specific theory of what teacher training is into this particular world and continually just try to think about the, the ease of use from, from a teacher's perspective, because I mean, for some of our people, they haven't been to school in 20 years. You know, we, we have second career people coming that, you know, were lawyers for, you know, 20 years and they're like, I'm tired of that or I want to make more of a, a difference. And so they're like, I'm going to teach. And then they decide to do that in the middle of a pandemic and their technology skills were, were suspect at best uh, for quite a few people. So we had to just always ensure that like, as we're setting up a course or as we're thinking about this, would someone who does not have 
a, a ton of technology experience be able to navigate this clearly. And then at the same time, are, are we able to get the information that we need to make informed decisions based off of the way in which we're setting this up? So you're talking about making informed decisions, Chris. Are we talking about looking at or understanding data? LRC's virtual hybrid program 2.0 has so much more of, of that, of the, the data behind what our practitioners are doing and what they know and have allowed us to, to make really informed decisions. That's interesting. So data is, in fact, informing, improving delivery of your curriculum. Can you give me a specific example, perhaps? For the people who are in the second phase of our program, um, they are in the classroom right now. We had our, we have uh, seminars every quarter for those folks. So they they just finish up Saturday with us in September. As a result, like as an outcome of that that session, like the session titles responding to student work, right? So they then. We, we taught them like what, what they needed to do with that. And then they go into their own classrooms and they enact that skill and they submit their lesson plan for it. They submit the student work from that lesson. They submit a video recording of them in all into Moodle. So then our team then is able to, have our coaches go in and give feedback to all of those different documents. Well, then our like LRCE team, not just the adjuncts, is then able to take a look at the 100 practitioners that are going through our program. And then, you know, our, our the rubric and the criteria for success for that particular skill has, you know, six or seven different components to it. We're then able to take those data out and the feedback associated with it. And then we're basically able to then to, to lead a like a student work data analysis type of meeting to figure out, you know, what's the overall trend that our, our folks were able to implement really well. What are our what are the major misconceptions that are still out there? What either in our teaching or in our in the curriculum itself led to those potentially led to those misconceptions. And then we're able to then come up with an action plan for intervention for the people that still had not mastered that skill. When are we going to be able to reteach this, um, you know, and then, or, or spiral it into to work that they'll be doing in the future. And prior to, to this, you know, even if we were live in person, we would not have been able to, to get that specific. It sounds like you're saying that the move to online delivery has actually allowed LRC to differentiate or improve how you're designing your courses. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think um, we're just so much better able to streamline the, like, one like the foundational aspect of our program. We are able to collect way more data than we ever were able to before, so we can make far more informed decisions. We then are able to differentiate and create smaller groups and smaller courses or or really just like copy over work for people to do independently on their own. I think like a, a good example of this, you know, it's not something that's necessarily like part of the teacher competencies, but as a first-year teacher, 
so many people struggle with time management and organization. And so before they even start our program, we created an asynchronous course about time management and together, like teacher togetherness. And so all of our practitioners go through that course and they learn some skills. Well, it's been a little while and now they're in the classroom. <clears throat> what we saw was that there was a subset of people that were still really, really struggling with that skill. So we created a new course that was specific for our coaches to then be able to have them not just like take the, have the, them understand exactly the, the scope of learning that they've had in the past, but then we can build on it uh, specifically for those people that were still struggling and create with probably like, you know, 90 to minutes to two hours worth of time, this, this new route for, for our people to, because we've identified an ongoing skill gap that they have. And I think if we were going from a in-person learning perspective, think of like, it might not have taken that long to create that type of work, but what have, would have been forever was trying to organize that group of people to be in the same room together to learn that skill or trying to ensure that our coaches are then able to have, you know, 20 different meetings to, to teach that skill. And MLC, Chris, how did they assist you with this work? I know you worked with both Michelle and Ryan. What, what did you value in the process? I really appreciated about working with Ryan has been one, he speaks both languages. So, and when I say that, I mean, like, he understands the, like the teacher side of things and the instructional decisions, but he also speaks the language of Moodle. So like to be able to, to work with somebody that at a very high level understands what you're trying to do instructionally with the, the people that you're teaching while also really understanding the platform allows for that partnership and that collaboration collaboration to really get at the root of what we're trying to accomplish a lot faster. And the fact that he's done it himself, has, then he's got a, a, you know, a ton of different examples and sample courses that he'll be like, Oh yeah, exactly. Let me show you how to do that real quick. And, and there's that flexibility. One of, I think one of the other pieces that's great about is, is just like the availability you know, now that we're in this newish phase of, of our work where we've got the core down, I don't necessarily need a every week type of touch point, but there's the flexibility to be able to just reach out and sign up for a time on his calendar. And we can then spend, you know, 20 minutes have him having him show me or I'll actually usually just share my screen and then he'll walk me through it and then I'll be able to set it up for for other courses i mean and that's also just like where the audits have come in into play is just the the being able to look at our own work and and do exactly what we do with our teachers but they do with us is is really just get to the strengths and areas of growth and give us really great feedback to to help us build and make our courses better i think oftentimes when i've worked in the past with other uh, consultants or platforms. Yeah. People can show you what you want them to do, but I think the gift really comes with the feedback and the eye for, for the instructional design. So it's, it's not just that they're showing us how to use the platform, but they're giving us feedback. 
on the way in which we're implementing it. Great, Chris. I mean, you guys have achieved a huge amount. Where to from now for LRCE? Absolutely. I mean, we're definitely on the other side of of the learning curve at this point. We're definitely focused more on refinement and quality than just figuring out how to make this work. And we're super excited about it because I think we're delivering a better product when it comes to teacher training than we were before. And the feedback that we're giving to our people is better and more individualized than it ever was before. And then I think our biggest thing is that we really now can have a greater impact on the teacher workforce in Louisiana across the board than we ever were before. It was very limiting, both in time and location, to a certain subgroup of people. And now we can increase access uh, in other places and help our historically underserved communities be able to get better teachers, uh, which is ultimately what we're about as an organization to begin with. I think that's a really fitting place to conclude our conversation, Chris. It's really lovely to hear that the project has had an impact on improving teacher quality in Louisiana. Look, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to chatting to you, hopefully, in the future. Yeah, take care. Have a good one. And thanks to everyone who has listened to our chat. If you'd like to learn more about LRCE, please visit them at their website, lrce.org. Or if you'd like to know more about Moodle, please come and visit us at our website at moodle.com. Thanks for joining us and look out for our episode next month. Bye, everyone.